On this episode of What Do You Got, we're talking about the American Mafia. Oh, shit. And we're talking about what superhero you would want to see save you from the Mafia, apparently. <gasps> Stay tuned. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Brodown Podcast. I'm Andy Smith. And I'm Tim Fuller. And this is What Do You Got? What do you got? This is where we bring a topic to the table that the other person doesn't really know about, and then we just fucking bullshit for yeah. a little bit. And that's yeah. it. Just chill, hang out, you know, relax. I'm up first. Andy, what do you got? My badness. Ooh. So I've been diving deep into, like, mob documentaries recently. And daydreaming, fascinating, <laughs> fascinating because so many guys now. Yeah. What I found out overview wise was, you know, the mob basically super powerful in America. Everyone knows that, you know, but there was a time basically when there was a question on on paper whether they actually existed. Like everyone knew they existed, but on paper, like you weren't supposed to talk about it. Guys in life weren't supposed to talk about it. Okay. And then uh, there was a guy who basically came out and testified. I think it was in the 50s. And he basically gave the whole rundown of everything. Like what went on, all this shit. And that's when it was like they started coming after these guys hardcore. I mean, he had Al Capone in the 20s and stuff like that. But really it was kind of like it's a weird thing, right? Because they had these laws and these guys would do all these crimes and they would only do a couple years in jail. So they're trying to, you know, progress it. So basically they got it to the point where they made the laws so that they could, the racketeering laws, the RICO laws, so that they could put everyone in jail. Okay. Even if you didn't commit the crime yourself because you're part of the association. Yeah, you're an associate. So now it's like you can't really have the mob like you had the mob because of technology and all these laws. So it's like very weakened. So now you have all these old school mobsters who got out of the life or did their time and are now older and their mobs really not around anymore. Yeah. So they're doing all these interviews where like they're talking about shit because the threat's not there anymore. Not as think. much. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's always going to be some type of mob. It's like, there's always going to be gangs, Yeah. but it's not to the point where it used to be. Um, but just going from like, I'm talking like, hours of like watching stuff on this and what i tend to gravitate towards is the interviews with the guys who are more or less were there who are the main players and who also were are kind of known for not bullshitting a ton okay and it's very interesting hearing each side of their story and like what actually happened and it's fucking nuts because a lot of them go over like the mob movies and which ones are accurate and which ones are not accurate and it's crazy to see like how much power they had while getting away with all this shit like the one guy um who i watched a ton of videos on this guy michael francis he had like one of the biggest rackets where he just basically they got into this scheme where they just they owned they started acquiring gas stations and they just wouldn't pay tax on the, on the, on the gas they got. Okay. So they would buy gas, fill up the tanks, but they just wouldn't pay the government the tax. They would just keep it. And it ended up being like money coming in through the stations was like 
five to seven million or three to seven million a week. Holy shit! A week, and he did. I think he did this for eight years before they finally caught up to him. Which is funny because you would never be able to do that now. Yeah, and what's crazy is like the they had to make these laws because they couldn't ever get anyone on anything because the they couldn't tie it to anyone. So they had to almost like make up. I don't want to say these bullshit laws, but like these laws that basically were designed for organized crime. And it's interesting because everyone that was talking about it, they all had the same theme where it was like back in the day, you didn't have guys that testified because you you like you do five or 10 years in jail. He's like, anybody could do that. Like that was what we expected to do. He's like, they were giving out like triple life sentences just because you were associated with us. He's like, Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to spend their whole life in jail. Yeah. So he's like, so that's what made everyone start flipping. Turn. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. But when you hear like the old school ways of like how they did stuff where like you don't like it's it's a very it's surprising how like well organized it is. But at the same time, how chaotic it is. And they were talking about like, you know, one of the bigger things that kind of brought everything down on everyone's head was the whole John Gotti era thing because you know, but you know, John Gotti, the name, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So his whole thing was like the main reason why a lot of people didn't like him. Apparently he was a likable guy in that life, but he was very flashy and very like, I want to be known as being a mob guy. And that was like totally against what they, they wanted you to look like a normal person, like just fucking blend in and, it just brought all this fucking heat on them. But it's crazy to see like the, the highs and lows of them over the years in America, like the neighborhoods they were in, like how the families got broken up and like who did what and all this shit. And it's crazy too, because you're watching a guy interview somebody and the guy is out from prison because he testified, but he admitted and was convicted or counted with 19 murders. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny, but it, it is. Well, just, it's weird that you're sitting across from somebody and it's like this older guy, right? And there's a bunch of them. Like the, the one guy, uh, Sammy the Bull, he yeah. was John Guy's right-hand guy. He admitted to, to, to murdering 19 people. That's what he admitted to. And he's just sitting across the table talking to someone. Like, yeah, I fucking, like I murdered 19 people. And they're like, so, and they're just having a regular conversation. That's so weird. And you're just like, if you walked up and saw this guy like pumping gas or something, you wouldn't think twice about who he was or if he fucking like accidentally bumped into your car, you'd probably tell him to go fuck himself. That's but why you don't do that. It's just a fucking guy that is has murdered dozens of people. He admitted to 19. And like just that whole thing just is like so fucking crazy to me. That is a little bit of a mind fuck when you think about it like people and like he i'm granted he was the right hand man so i'm sure he has a little bit higher of a kill count than most other people i don't know how to express my feelings over this but yes yeah, it's another weird thing though go ahead but like he's one of the ones we know about that means there's a there's gonna be other people out there that we don't know about yes I'm sure yes the the weird thing with that that um from what i've been looking at though the interviews is that 
they always say the same thing. Like, everyone thinks that all we do all day is go around shooting people. He's like, number one, he's like, majority of the people that we killed were people in our life. We don't really fuck around with people that aren't in the mob. Yeah. And like, if you get involved with us and you owe us a shitload of money or something, like, you might get some something happen to you. But we don't go after innocent people, like, and all that. So that's number one. Number two, he's like, another misconception is that everybody's a killer. He's like, some guys just made money. Like, that was their job. They wouldn't ask them to do shit like that because there's more risk of them going to jail, and then the money stops coming in. Yeah. So they're basically saying, like, out of every, like, 10 guys or 100 guys in the mob, there might be, like, 15 of them that actually earn money. The rest of them are just there to enforce the rules of everything else. It's it's funny that we're talking about this. This is... So I talk about this uh, YouTuber all the time, CGP Gray. I shout know out. I, shout out. Uh, not with Mafia, but he was talking about pirates. Yeah. And he was basically saying, like, it's not what you think it is. It is, and it's not at the same time. He's like, a, like a pirate ship will definitely, like, find another ship. They will board you. They will murder you, and they'll take your booty. But that's not effective. He basically point blank said, like, he's like, why would they want to do that? He, so it was like this whole long drawn out thing about how like it's a business. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he's like, why would we risk our boat when we could just like fly a flag and you'll surrender? He's like, that way we don't risk our boat and you don't die. Yeah. And but we still get your booty. <laughs> like, well, that's what he's saying. He was like, it basically came down to a business. And one of the it, other it's a business. It's a business at the end of the day. One of the other fascinating things that the guy. Uh, that's why that, they love accountants. Yeah. Yeah, the guy Michael Francis was talking about yeah. was talking about uh, talking about sports betting, and he was talking about how back in the day, uh, professional athletes didn't get paid a lot. Like they got paid good, but not a ton. Not like yeah. today. And yeah. he was saying that you don't see a lot of mob ties with professional sports guys nowadays because they can pay off their debts. But back in the day, it never used to be like that. He said college athletes today are the ones that they go after because they don't have any money. That makes so sense. basically, what he's saying is when you place a bet. With, I don't know if you know how bookmaking works, but if you place a bet with a bookie, yeah. it's not like placing a bet at a casino or a racetrack. You don't have to have the money. Okay. You basically just tell the guy, put me down for 5000 on you know the Knicks. You don't have to give him five grand. He just takes your word for it that you're gonna, you have that five grand. So when you, come, when you place that bet, and a lot of degenerative gamblers don't have the fucking money because they're placing bets all over town. So when they would get a sports guy, professional athlete or whatever yep. he would come in put like 50 grand down he's like i'd get a call from one of my soldiers and they'd be like hey i got so-and-so here he's in us for 50 grand do you want us to cut him off he's like why would you cut him off let him get into us for 200 300 400 500 dollars and then we'll talk so he lets him get in for that much money so then he's like then i invite him over and we have a little sit down and he's like listen you owe me five hundred thousand dollars how are you going to pay me because what he's basically saying is we don't we're not we didn't lose any money. This is just all on paper. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real money, right? Unless you make it real by you know whatever. So he's basically telling them, "You owe me five hundred thousand dollars. How are you going to pay me?" He's like, "Well, I don't have the money." He's like, "Well, I know that, but how are you going to pay me?" So how about this? The next time you play, the first three times you get the ball, you turn it over. You do that, or. Next time you guys are playing, you guys are favored to win by 20 points. Don't win by 20. Win by 19. Win by 18. Just don't win by 20 because it's about the spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's like, you do that for me, you know, five, six times, we'll call it even. 
And that's how they would get those guys in there. That's crazy. And what he says about the college kids, he's like, the college kids, you know, you go over to him and say, listen, you go, he goes, you don't go after the high, the high profile ones that are going into the, into the pros. He goes, you go after the ones that are like, just not good enough to go in. He's like, Hey, listen, you know, you're not going into the pros. How about this? Every, he goes, I'll give you $10,000. You know, when I tell you to, you miss a pass. Or when I tell you to, you, you don't do this or you don't do that. He goes, you just play like shit. He's like, you don't have to make a super, just play like shit. He goes, you do that 10 times, you got $100,000. He's like, you could put a fuck, you buy a fucking house with that. So he's like, obviously the kid's attracted by the money. He of agrees. 20-year-old kids. He goes, jump on that. almost like clockwork, the third, fourth game, they come up to me. And they're like, hey, you know, uh, I think the guys are starting to pick up on what I'm doing. I can't do this. He's like, I don't think you understood the agreement. It was for 10 times, not three not four you have seven more games seven more games and it's like what do you do you can't tell your school because you get kicked out you can't tell this fucking guy no because you can't go you. to the cops so you better fucking throw the games or do whatever he tells you to do yeah but it's everyone thinks that like like these guys there's like that persona that they're just a bunch of knucklehead meatheads but like they're brought up to always have that like how can I make a buck? How can I make money? How can I turn this into a money thing? And granted, there's only a couple guys that are really good at that in that world or used to be. But it's fascinating how they would come up with these schemes to pull money out of shit that no one else would think to pull money out. Granted, they're not going by the rules, but... <laughs> that might be the understatement of the yeah. year. <laughs> they're not going by the rules. It's horrifying. Yeah. They're telling college kids they will kill them. Yeah. If they don't throw the basketball game. But real quick, before we go on to the next one, then we'll run a little long on this one. But yeah. the other fascinating thing Holy was shit. if you watch movies like, you know, Goodfellas, Donnie Brasco, and all those movies, those are the things that those guys, like, pick up on. And that's why they – that's basically what – every time I see them talk about a movie, those are the things that they pick out. Not like who killed who, but, like, the little things where he's like, uh, if you're talking to a guy who's a made guy, and you're not a made guy. He's like, you can't even raise your voice to him. You can't call him a liar. So he's basically saying, like, if you're sitting across and both of you guys are made guys and you're at a sit down and there's other people there, he's like, you cannot call the other person a liar. You can't do it. He's like, you immediately lose the, the argument. He's like, what you have to do is talk and get them to basically fuck up in front of everyone and show that they're lying. Yeah. He's like, and the old guys were great at that. Because they, he's like, the old guys didn't curse. They were great at getting you to fuck up in a conversation. He's like, if it's only you two in a room, you can curse each other out and do whatever you want. He goes, but when there's an audience, there's like a level of respect that you had to show somebody else. That's interesting. Yeah. And he was talking about like the scene in Sopranos, which I never really watched the Sopranos. I guess I have to now. <laughs> but he said like the, the one scene where somebody like hit Tony, who was like a made guy. He's like, that would never happen. He's like... If he did that, even if the guy was like a liked guy, he's like he would have to go, because it's a it's a public display of of disrespect, and if it's tolerated, it's going to be shown as a weakness, and it's un you can't have that. And I'm like fuck, yeah. And it just also amazed me how many guys knew the rules and just still fucked up. Right. Yeah, because like they all know think that they're just going to get away with it, because that's how the that's the mindset you have to have. I yeah, guess. I guess it's fascinating, but dude. It is kind of it is pretty fascinating because you're I right. I gotta they, send you some of the interviews. Yeah, you gotta send me some of that shit. All right, what do you got? All right, we're gonna be talking about MCU actor 
Switcheroo. Okay. Or put in place. Uh, so the moral of my story is the MCU is filled with absolutely phenomenal actors, a lot of which I don't think we would be able to replace. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Like you have Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. Done. The, you're not replacing him. You're not replacing him. He's the perfect guy for that role. The perfect man for that role. Even Chris Evans as Captain, Captain America, America. Perfect role. He he is like the embodiment of Captain America. I think Thor as well. Real? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right there. So my question is, if you can see someone replace someone else in MCU, who would it be? Or if you can come up with another character, if like you're well known with the MCU – like other like superheroes who would you want to be cast i would say the obvious one would be uh edward norton as hulk that was gonna be my example and that's what got me onto this because he played hulk yeah so that would be the obvious one and that movie is still technically part of it is it is yeah but i don't live tyler is out there somewhere crying because the hulk won't bang her yeah i think uh whatchamacallit um they just kind of scrapped most of that storyline because he didn't go into the universe. Because Liv Tyler yeah. just, just going away, and he's like with Black Widow or whatever. But I thought Mark Ruffalo, I originally thought that was going to be terrible, but he actually ended up being really, really good. So I don't hate yeah. that. I don't, I'm don't. i in the same spot. I don't hate it. So let's go over like the most non-well... Because I think that the MCU did one of the best jobs of casting the right people for the right roles. Yeah, I can mostly agree with that. It who do, who who would you switch? I have main... I have two people in mind. Okay, I'm terrible with names, so this is going to be brutal. But especially between the two of us, we're going to be sitting there like, Ooh, who is that actor? Okay, Arrow dude, Hawkeye. He, Hawkeye. He was very good, but I feel like he's replaceable. Are we talking about replaceable people or people that we think would be better in that role? Either or. Who would you replace him with? You got to have somebody. You can't just say, fuck them and get them out of the thing. Oh, well, that's not fair. Because I think that, that is more of a, of a hindrance of his plot and his, his role in the MCU. Because he's kind of like... Um, the average guy. He is basically like, if you fill the glass with, wa- with, with rocks and sand, and then you put like the two percent cement in there okay he's the cement because there's a couple times where he holds the whole group together that's fair yeah you know what i would like to see not because i would think it's better like i would like to like teleport myself to an alternate timeline where this took place just to see how it would have went mm-hmm. toby mcguire spider-man in the mc like spider-man like he's a college professor now no, 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 no. Like, he took the... Uh, I guess he's kind of old. I don't care. Do it anyway. You know what? I think those movies are underrated. I know people love them, the but I still think... The third one was horrible. I wholly disagree. The third one with Venom. Yeah. How do you disagree with that? I'm not saying it was the best movie ever produced. Is it? Is it the worst Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire? Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. That's, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. That's we're get where it's a start. That's a start. Venom with Tom Hardy is the Venom that Venom should have been in that movie. Is that part of the MCU? It's Spider Man. He's a Spider Man villain. He's I, he's kind of like a not really a villain. He's like a anti hero. Yeah, anti hero. 
Uh, no, I know he's like that, but like, is that like officially part? Yeah, MCU because universe? I think what they did in Spider-Man was, or um, in Venom, was they purposely made his thing take place in a different city to justify the fact that it wasn't in New York uh, because oh, okay. then he would have been there for the invasion. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And that's why they did that, I think. That makes a lot of that sense. That was a solid movie, the Venom movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. If I you didn't see it, that's what Venom should have been. Basically, like in the original Venom, or the, the Spider-Man 3, Venom is basically like he just makes you turn into like this Rico Suave slash fucking whatever. But in Venom with Tom Hardy, it's basically like another guy. Yeah. Like it's this thing that takes – it's like it takes a hold of you, but it, it, it talks to you. It's like your alter ego, but yeah. it's not. It's its own entity. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It feels like your alter ego. So who, who could we replace – so I know I said he can't be replaced, but I would I would be interested to see Henry Cavill play Captain America. Superman. Mm. He's clean cut. He's built like a fucking rock. I think they're those two would yeah. I think Chris Evans has more of a less of an edge. That's fair. I think Henry Cavill is more of like a pointy serious actor, whereas Chris Evans has more of like the likable aspect where he's like he looks like he's in charge he's he's definitely like whatever but he doesn't have like the darkness darkness okay whereas the douchiness no it's more like the serious like the like um the dramatic i guess okay i guess what's but i i could see him playing him yeah for sure that was my thought too um so those are your two i guess See now, now that I I know I'm the one who made this topic, but now I'm thinking of it in reverse. I'm thinking of people who I want to be replaced, mm. and they're all good actors. Don't get me wrong; it's not that. Are we, like, talk, are we, t- are we saying X Men as well? Because they're technically they are and aren't. I think they're rebooting it, so I don't think. I mean, go for it. This is awesome. first of all. If anyone says Wolverine, they can go fuck themselves. Uh, I agree. Jack Human, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Jack Human, Jacked Human, uh, is Wolverine. He was he's the, the only guy that totally doesn't fit the description of Wolverine because he's like six two. <laughs> he's got like a fucking uh, like a CrossFit body, but Wolverine is supposed to be like five one and like just this little tank. But I don't give a shit. That's the only one I don't give a shit about. He for some reason is perfectly cast. He got more jacked every movie. Every movie. Every movie he got more jacked. How? I don't know. I don't know. He's like 80 at this point. Dude. Dude's a beast. Beast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they kind of did a fucking excellent job, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm thinking about it. I was like, maybe Paul Rudd. But then I was like, but he's so fucking funny. Like he was That's funny. how Ant-Man's kind of supposed to be. Yeah. What about villains? See, all the villains are kind of like silly. Thanos? Silly to a degree. Also, too, I felt like they didn't really dive into um, any of the storyline with Thanos' little crew there, with Squidward, the giant guy. <laughs> yeah, they could have expanded on that a little bit, but that being said, we did already. It's funny because like, part of me is like, uh, they kind of rushed into like the the that whole like thing, and then someone else was like... It took 14 years. <laughs> 22 movies. Yeah. 22. And then I'm like, all right, you know what? I just felt like those guys were kind of just thrown in there, and it would have been a little cool to have a little bit of background. 
if they had like thrown them in a little bit in some of the previous movies a little bit yeah but it is what it is it is what it is i don't think i yeah i don't know i don't have any hard ones that i would i would want to switch i can't think of a solid actor that i would want in the mcu Every now and then, like, I hear a name that, like, they were thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know who... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who I would switch. Loki was great. All the, Everyone was great. Mark, oh, yeah, uh, Skarsgård was fucking excellent. Like, who? The, the guy that plays the uh, the scientist with Jane. The older guy. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, um... I don't... Yeah, Even dude. Odin was great. Dude. Come on, it's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Fucking yeah! You can't yeah. No, you know what? Nobody this was a terrible switched. topic. Nobody gets. You know switched. what? Nothing has changed. Everything stays exactly the same. Everything stays the same. That thing's on point. Yeah, I'm disappointed myself. Yeah, I replaced myself with Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, that's a shout out. <laughs> any any final thoughts on on who you wouldn't replace? <sighs> no. Okay. Well, I think that's it then. I made that joke last time. Uh, let us know who you think you would replace in the MCU if you have the option in the comments down below. Also, let us know if you're affiliated with the mob. Where's Jimmy Hoffa? Do you know where Ooh, Jimmy Hoffa is? One of the guys talks about that. Where's Jimmy Hoffa? Let us know. Said somewhere wet, but he... That's it. Let... Said the guy in the Irishman didn't actually kill him. We all know where Jimmy Hoffa is. We the do. problem is, is that none of us agree on it. Mm. Okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> I'll catch you guys next time. You're listening to Bro Down Podcast all fucking day. Oh.